Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. You know, we were talking yesterday on yesterday's show about people living their faith and and the world being able to call us hypocrites and talking about politicians and all those things. And, and one of the things we talked about off the air later was the fact that when we bash politicians and, and just about anybody, they all have a family. They all have people that care about them. So, you know, just because you don't like that person's politics doesn't give you the right to just bash them. Um, the president's done a pretty good job of keeping his two daughters out of the camera's eye. And I remember when the Clintons, when they first were elected, when Bill Clinton was first elected, um, their daughter people would give her a bad time for a while. And then finally, I think people realized, wait a minute, that's his daughter. She doesn't right. have anything to right. She don't set policy. You know, and, and I, I remember, and I can still remember people saying when she was little, boy, she was kind of homely when she was a little kid, you know, when, and it's like, what's that got to do with it? He, he's elected <laughs> president. What's, what does her looks or not looks or anything else have to do with it? And, and and like I say, I think this the current president's done a good job of keeping his two younger daughters out of the fray because they didn't do anything. They're just they're just his daughters, and right. we need to remember when we're bashing somebody. Um, they have they children. Have, they have wives. They right. have family just they like got us. Family, you know, and, and, and we do the same thing with athletes. You know, somebody right. strikes out, we call them a bum. People get on Facebook and they call them names and stuff. Well, I was just thinking about just honor. You know, I understand whatever you honor is drawn to you and whatever you dishonor is drawn away from you. And I was just, you know, I'm on Facebook a lot. And again, these same Christians, I saw him post a picture of the whole first family, Mr. Obama, his wife, and his two children. It was a photo of him in front of the White House, and it said, kick him out of our White House. <laughs> kick these tyrants out of our White House. I was like, wow. You know, I could see if somebody else said that. It was a, from a political party. It was from Christians. And I was like, wow, geez. But I'm reminded because I, I study the Bible. See, just because a person you disagree with them, too, doesn't mean they're a tyrant. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> Kick the tyrant. It's, and I, I was like, wow, I didn't even comment on it. But I was just thinking because, again, I study the scriptures, especially the New Testament. In the Old Testament, and I'm just going to go refer to the New Testament, there was the Israelites were under Roman occupation at the time when Jesus was around. He didn't say... 
Jesus never bad mouthed the bums out. Yeah, he never say, "Yeah, we're gonna get those guys, guys." Yeah, I'm here, and he never said any bad things about Herod and all those guys, even though he knew that you know they were all against the gospel because their minds were blinded. But he never said anything about it. And again, Jesus is our role model. He's our sample. He's the sample son, and we should model him. That's what he meant when he says, "Take up your cross and follow me." And we seem to forget that. We want to do our own thing instead of do his thing. And he says, this kingdom that I'm bringing, it's a government, but it's going to be inside of you. And you get to release it everywhere you go. And Right. He wasn't re- going to do a revolution in the common right, sense. Right, right, right. We're going to do a, rev- a spiritual revolution. And you can't, I can't beat somebody upside the Bible, upside the head with the Bible to get them saved, to get them in. I have to do it like Jesus did it, with love. Nicodemus taps, was a tax collector, and Jesus said, uh, I guess Jesus went to his house to have dinner with him and his tax collecting friends. Zacchaeus. Yeah, Zacchaeus, yeah. But uh, that's, who, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to engage people with the love of God. And again, other, and what did they, when, when Jesus was there, what did they all say? Doesn't he know who he's with? Right, well, he, he knows, doesn't he? He knows. He, that's why he was letting his light so shine. And again, an example for us, we're to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify God. So when you're constantly bashing somebody and everybody's looking on a public platform like Facebook or something, you're not letting your light so shine. Yeah, you can say, now if you were really spiritual, you'd post a prayer for that person. Hey, we're praying for him, we're doing this. Because God loves everybody. God doesn't hate people. Well, unless they're a Democrat and you're a Republican. Right, well, he hates they're Democrats. We everybody knows everybody knew God hates Democrats. We're you just know, playing. And, and God loves everybody. Yeah, yeah. He loves everybody. Tea partiers. But he really hates them. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> he really loves everybody. And we have to understand that and stop, you know, back to if God's people will humble themselves and, and pray and, and, and turn from our wicked those are wicked ways right there. When we're using our tongue to bash people, especially Ones God has allowed to be placed in particular offices. If God didn't, I, I'm convinced if God didn't want them in office, they wouldn't be in that particular office. If he really didn't want them there, because he could have gave him a heart attack on election day. <laughs> God can do anything. If he, he can, God will get his way. Ask Pharaoh, the one he sent Moses to say, let his people go. Yeah, God showed that political leader his power. Yeah, because he could. And we have to still understand that that's the same God today. He sets up, he allows, he brings down. So if he's doing something, obviously, maybe I always say maybe he's doing it for the Christians to humble themselves and see, are they going to really pray? Maybe he's testing your heart. Remember, like in the day of the wilderness, he said, I brought you out here to see, to let you know what was in your heart. Ooh, it was a bunch of grumbling in their hearts too, because it came out when they didn't get things their way. Oh, oh that grumbling came out. <laughs> Well, and now some Christian Republicans didn't get their way. Oh, the grumbling, it's what's in their heart is coming out. Oh, man, it's been coming out for the last six, what, it was seven years now? Six. <laughs> they can't wait, man. It, it, it's coming out. I was, And I'm like, wow. And I know heaven's like, wow. I didn't tell them to do all that. And I think God said, I'm going to give them another four years just because they grumble. Oh, that's a revelation. I'm going to give them another lap around the wilderness just because they grumble. I believe he's up there. Laughing, saying, okay, y'all grumble the first four. I'm going to give you another four. I'm going to let you endure it another four. And then probably who knows what's going to be next. Hillary might be next. 
I see stuff on Facebook right now. They're talking about Hillary. they thinking she might be running. They're, oh, it's like, wow. And me and you, we have some signs that we're going to put up in front of our house this next election. I know. We got to get those made. We're going to get those made. They're going to say, elect Jesus. And if you want one for your yard, just holler at us at Faith on Fire. We'll have them available. It's going to say, elect Jesus. That's who we're electing this year and every year as our personal Lord and Savior, our great high priest. And who we're putting our faith in. See, it goes all back to that. There are a lot of Christians who put their faith in the idea that if we can just get the right president, I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. If we can get the right Senate, I'll be okay. If we can get the right house, I'll be okay. And there are a lot of Christians that put their faith in that kind of thing, that that's what's going to make everything okay. No, God says, I already sent someone who was come to establish a kingdom, a nation. It's the kingdom of God. I sent Jesus. Elect him as your personal Lord and Savior. Let his laws be written in your heart and go out and, and advance, Re- that, advance that kingdom. Get more people into that kingdom. And regardless of who right. is elected on a national level, Jesus can still be your Lord and Savior and should be Constantly. your Lord and Savior. And, and pray that he would be that person that you oppose as who is in office. Pray that he would be his Lord and Savior. And here's what's a scary thought for a lot of Christians, though, is maybe he is their Lord and Savior. They just disagree with you. You know, we're not, just because we all become Christians doesn't mean we're all going to agree on everything. It doesn't mean that I'm going to want to vote for that person and somebody else is going to want to vote for somebody else. Just because we're all Christians doesn't mean that we're going to... Well, I like chocolate. It's, you like Mike strawberry. I don't like, I don't like chocolate. I you like strawberry. Well, 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 we can't get along then. Right. We, can't, we couldn't go to the same church. <laughs> right. We can't go to the same church. disband the show right, because right, I right. like vanilla. Right. Like yeah, exactly. No, no. We still... Our commonality is Christ. Right. See, and a lot of people it forget is. that. Yeah. They the forget the that. disciples weren't all the same people. They had different ideas. And Paul had to let them know, God called me to minister to the Gentiles. And they was like, hold on, hold on, the Gentiles. No, no, no. <laughs> they don't have our ways. They don't even wash their hands. They don't do none of this. We got to, it's going to take some time to get those cats to believe what we believe. And, and, and Paul was like, no, we got to. Judaism first. <laughs> right, right. And, God, and Paul said, no, he didn't tell me to teach them that. He told me to teach him the love of God. Faith. Yeah, faith. Faith in grace. Jesus. Yeah. Saved by grace through faith. And we can learn a lot from the scriptures. A whole lot. Because, again, that's what everybody wants you to think the way they think. Vote the way they vote. And if you don't, you're obviously on, you know, the, on the wrong I, side. I was telling somebody the other day, so much of what is cultural, we want to make spiritual. Yeah. So in our culture, we dress in certain ways. And so we think, tend to think that's how all Christians would dress or that because almost every church in America has at least a piano and or an organ, we start to think those are the only biblical instruments. Right, right. And I told somebody the other day, Jesus never turned around and said, hey, Peter, it's your turn to haul that piano. Get over here. They didn't have a piano. Right. There wasn't any, the pianos hadn't been invented in Jesus's day. So a lot of Christians, I know a lot of Christians that think that a piano is like the only biblical instrument, or an organ is the only biblical instrument. And now bring these drums up in here, huh? The, bring an electric guitar in here. Right. You know you're going to hell for that one. <laughs> and so the idea, though, we we start to think that our culture is biblical. So if if you're going to have be biblical, you're going to have a piano, you're going to have an organ, you're going to have this, you're going to have that. There are people that are Christians that are singing songs that we wouldn't even understand. We wouldn't understand the tune. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't understand them because that's not our culture. They're dressed in a way that we would never dress. And they 
they speak in a language we don't speak, and yet that doesn't mean that they're not Christians. It just means that they're different. And we just want to put our culture, a good Christian is going to wear a tie. Good Christian is going to wear a suit. Good Christian is not going to smoke. Good Christian is going to do this, and a good Christian is going to do that. And a lot of the stuff that we talk about in that way is just culture. They're not, it's not biblical at all. It's just culture. Well, and also, too, because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're filled. When I say filled, you're like Jesus. Jesus was filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And I was just thinking about governments. And I know we like to think that this nation was founded on Christianity. But as I look back, and I'm an African-American, as I look back on this nation's history and some of the things that this government did, I'm like, that wasn't very Christ-like. <laughs> but we like to think, we don't like to remember none of the stuff that the American government did that was wrong. And they're still doing things that are not Christ-like. So, and I, I can go back, I'm African-American, I go back to slavery. You're, you have Native American in you. You can go back to the first people that landed the Mayflower here. Somebody was already here. Those Christians said, okay, give, we're taking this. That wasn't Christ-like. You know, well, it so, is kind of amazing when people can <laughs> land on a, a continent where there are already people living and go, I've discovered this. Right, I discovered this, and we're going to kick you guys off, and we're going to run this thing our I mean, way. It's kind of amazing blah, when you blah, just blah. think about the principle of landing on a continent where there are other people. Just imagine you and I are going to get on a ship. We're going to go land on Australia and say, we just discovered this place. Right, right, right. I just discovered <laughs> But no, but we have to just remember, think back, and we like to think, well, no, the president's always been good Christian people. Well, they probably were Christian people that made mistakes, too. They didn't do everything God's way. Yes, they received Jesus as Lord and Savior, but they, were, they wasn't Jesus. They was growing in the knowledge of the Lord's will, too. So they made some mistakes by allowing slavery, by putting a certain group of people on reservations. You know, God probably didn't say do that or enslave this group of people or do what they did to the Chinese people, that was Japanese people. We did a lot of stuff, you know, as the U U.S. government, you know, and presidents allowed that. So now we seem to have, we have this illusion that, you know, if you're not, and again, I think that's where we're longing, longing for. We're longing for Jesus to be president because that's what we want. We, we want that perfect man. And we're not going to get that perfect man until we, the, the throne is set up in our hearts. And we start extending the gospel. That's when we're going to get it. But if we're just trying to, you know, point fingers at everybody's shortcomings and saying, well, they're not a Christian because this, because they allow this. Well, just look back in history. And we don't want to seem to do that. We want to do it, you know, I've seen it a lot during this current administration, you know, a lot of people pointing the fingers. And, and I just look back. I just continue to just look back on all the presidents. And, well, they allowed that and they allowed this. When were the good times? <laughs> when were the good times? <laughs> well, it is kind of scary when you think about that. Yeah, when were I the mean, good times? I mean, the good old days. When were the good old days? Since I've been alive, I haven't really... I remember the 60s. I wait, was born wait, in the 60s. Yeah. For black people, were those the good times? Wait, you know, I, I was talking to somebody about the whole idea of the good old days. I mean, you can go back all the way throughout our whole history, but just look into the 1900s, 1920s. Um, you might be, you know the roaring 20s, and but the mob was pretty big in the 20s. Then you come to the 30s, and what do you got? The Depression. The Depression, that was the good old days, and then you come to 41, and now you got 
pretty much a whole decade the, of World War II. Then we that, had that the time when, when women couldn't even vote. Was then, all the good old days. You got the 50s, you got the Korean War, you know, and that's the good old days. And then the 60s, you got the Cold War, and then you got Vietnam starting. And then you got the 70s, and, and then the next thing you know, you're at the first Gulf War. And then... I'm, I'm like, when when well, were the these good, good old days? That's what I want to know. When did we have a, that godly president that was making all the wrongs right? When was that? Because I can't recall that. There's always it. something going on. This and is why really, you have to have faith in Jesus because that, there's always going to be something going on. And that's what I'm on. trying to communicate to these guys out here that's doing all this bashing. The next administration... It's, they're going to do something you're not going to agree there'll with. There'll always be a war or a rumor of a war. I mean, right. there's always <laughs> going to be famine and pestilence and all those things. This is why you got to have your faith in Jesus. Right. Those things are always going to be, there's always going to be something going on. I think we talked about a couple of months ago, um, Men in Black. In Men in Black, um, Will Smith takes out his gun and shoots it right in front of people. And Tommy Lee Jones tells him, don't do it. You know, you got to be cool. And he says, hey, wait a minute. We got this invasion about to start and we got to do something. The time for being quiet is is past we got to do something now this is going on and tommy lee jones said there's always something going <laughs> on the only way that people can go is they don't know it but you know what there's always something going on in the world there's no such thing as the good old days well when just well, like i say perfect. even in jesus time the israelites were under roman occupation at that time Right, and they were thinking that Jesus was getting ready to overthrow the Roman government, out. but he didn't do Get that. Bums out. That's what they were saying. Whoa, whoa, Jesus, the Messiah finally came. We've been hearing about Save you, now. and boom, we're so no, it didn't happen. So still, those governments, man-made governments, are always existed. That wasn't what he came for. Right, he came. He came to, to change people's hearts. Right. And, See, and one the, at a time. And put the government of God inside of them. And, See, and, and that's what we sometimes forget is that Jesus come to change people's hearts. One at a time, change people's hearts. What have we been called to? The Great Commission. The Great Commission is to go out and tell people about Jesus. The Great Commission is not to elect political leaders. The Great Commission right. is not to make sure the right party gets involved. No, the Great Commission. Jesus didn't say, go out and make Democrats. Right. He didn't say, go out and make Republicans. He's, Those, Go join the best political party. He didn't say that. He said, he go said, out go and make tell disciples. the world, make disciples. Tell, tell the them world about, about this me. kingdom, this kingdom that I brought. Over in Isaiah, it's prophesied, you know, a kingdom is, is coming, and the government of this kingdom shall be on his shoulder, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor. So I'm going to put my faith in him. I'm not going to put my faith in some political You'll party. You'll win every time. You'll win person. every time. With your faith in Jesus. See, because so, you're going to face things in your own life. Forget the political parties. Forget all that. Every one of us is going to face things in our life. You talk, We talked a second ago about there's always something going on. Well, in your own life, there will always be something going on. Somebody you know will be sick. Somebody you can you know always will be call on Jesus. Your job might be in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be something going on in our life. And as you just said, you can always call on him. And as long as you know that he's there and he's always going to be there as he promised, then your faith can withstand the trials and the tribulations that come. Well, Jesus said, have faith in God. And there's a lot of revelation in that. Have faith, have trust, have confident reliance. And Because and, he's the truth. Jesus said, I'm the truth, the way and the life. And again, I understand that truth to be the highest form of reality. And once we put our faith in the truth, that's what's going to set us free. You're not free if you're constantly griping every day about 
political leaders or this or that. You're, you can't be free if you're constantly griping about it. And again, God showed the children of Israel that in the wilderness, he wasn't happy about their griping about what was going on, the circumstance. We don't have enough meat. Right, yeah, we don't have this. They, we they were complaining about everything. He And his, the scripture says he wasn't happy about that. So he made them take another lap. Again, God was wanting them to get more and more trust in him because you know what? They had started trusting in Pharaoh because Pharaoh had them on a system back in Egypt. They knew, and they had got comfortable. They might not like it, but they knew yeah, they were yeah, going right. to <laughs> They may not like it, but they got used to it, comfortable with it. So then when they got out of their comfortable and in the wilderness, where God wanted them, had them at, they you know, started complaining. Weren't there enough graves in Egypt that you had to bring us out here? <laughs> right, to right, right. And the scripture Man, says. Man, when we sat around, when we were in Egypt, we sat around, we had full pots and right. had all we wanted to eat. But you were in bondage. And right now we got people who, God's people who are in bondage, and we know they're in bondage because they're complaining. They're doing the same thing they were doing in Egypt. I mean, in the wilderness, they're complaining. And the scripture says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You never see me coming here complaining about life circumstances, things that are happening, what's happening in Washington. Man, they did it. I never come in. Man, you know what I saw on CNN? Never, because I understand that a good soldier of the Lord does not concern himself to that degree with the things happening in the right, world. Right, to the civilian affairs. No, right, right. I'm focused on kingdom affairs, and kingdom affairs tells me to seek first. Kingdom Affairs tells me that the harvest is plentiful to go make disciples, to go let my light so shine. So if I focus on doing what God told me to do, because he didn't tell me to complain, and if I'm complaining about political leaders, he didn't say do that, he said pray for them. So that's what I should be doing. So if I'm doing the opposite, I mean, I must not be pleasing to God, because he didn't tell me to do that. He didn't tell the children of Israel in the wilderness to gripe. Well, you know, you, you read about how Jesus was out talking to the people and, and huge crowds, and never once do I ever get even the hint that he had a sign down with Herod. He never. That's what I was saying <laughs> earlier. He never had a sign. Yeah, we're taking these guys now. No. He wanted them to receive. They could have received the good news. That's what he was proclaiming. Good news for everybody who would receive it. Yes, to the Jew first and then to everybody else. And Paul made that clear. God's called me to preach the good news to the Gentiles. And that's, if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. But he wanted everybody to become the body of Christ, the saints, the church. And that's still God's desire. But we can't win people if we're always pointing the finger well, at them. No, see, and, and, you know, forget the political party aspect of this. If you're yelling and hollering at your neighbor about something that's going on, it's hard to then say, and do you want to go to church on Sunday? Right. It's we got hard a to great church. To we got loving people. We got a great community. It's you hard to, to It's us? hard for you to go in and ask him, can I pray for you if he get attacked by some sickness? He don't want you laying hands on him. You've just been cussing him out all year. Yeah, it's about his dog or now his, you can't even approach his car. You can't approach him with no gospel because you let your light not so shine all throughout your guys' time there. So we have to be mindful that we're ambassadors for Christ everywhere, even in social media. Use that to at our disciples. home, at our workplace, everywhere. Mm-hmm. We're, we're witnesses. We're ministers of reconciliation. And people, are, people see how you are. They see. I, I worked at a place years ago. This has probably been almost 20 years ago now. And we would borrow a forklift from another business when we had a small one, but we needed a bigger one every now and then. And so I would be the one that would go over and borrow it. 
one day they came over and and I was talking to one guy and I was going to a ministry meeting. I was in a suit and normally I wouldn't be in a suit. And he said, where are you going? A funeral? And I said, no, I got to go to this minister's meeting. He goes, what do you mean? I said, I got to, you know, and so we got talking. You're a minister? And and he said, (laughs) and he literally said to me, we knew there was something different about you. Really? And I took it as a real compliment. He said, because you don't talk and act like everybody else does. And they didn't know what it was. And I never went around going, yeah, I'm a minister. Be careful around me or whatever. But they recognized that I wasn't talking and acting like well, they recognize else. that about Jesus. And and again, they should recognize that about you. If you're a Christian, right? You should talk different, walk different, act different. We shouldn't be bad mouthing the boss. That's we what I'm saying. Bad mouthing our you coworkers. shouldn't. You, you, then that's what I keep trying to tell these guys out here on Facebook. You should be always letting your light so shine. You should be drawing people to Christ, not, Respecting them because they see all that stuff. If we're at work and we're creating dissension, we're bad mouthing the boss, we're bad mouthing mm-hmm. co workers, we're talking behind people's back, and then and then people come to find out we're a Christian, that's where this hypocrite stuff comes and in. And that's what the young lady was saying. I mean, that's it, basically what she was it, saying the other like, day. Wait a minute, you know, you're talking right. about love and all this mm-hmm. stuff, but yet you're the biggest backbiter here. Right, right. <laughs> that's what she was trying to get at. So we can't be that the biggest backbiters. And then talking about we have a relationship with God, we know God, and we want to... And we want to share God's right, love. Right, right, right. We want right. to share Christian love with everybody you know, as long as we're not talking bad about you when you're not around. You just say be either hot or cold. You know, don't be lukewarm. So we have to be on fire for God, and I believe all the time. And that's what our interactions with people, because it's about relationship. We, we call God Abba Father. You know, we call each other brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, Until we're mad at each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Until so, you want to paint the building green and I want to paint it brown. Well, and he, the scripture it gives us something concerning disagreements, you know, and offense. Once we offend one another, God says, okay, here's how you handle well, that. Well, clearly the fact that you want it green and I want it brown, you're not as good a Christian as me. Right, right, right. Can't be. Because if you were, you'd want it to be brown well, you know just what? the same as me. I tell people all the time just because you're a Christian. And Doesn't we, mean you're just, always right. Just with people, no, we're going <laughs> to always not agree 100% with one another on things. I think about what Paul and Barnabas, you know, they, they didn't agree. Well, they, <laughs> look at most of the church splits or fights about people that people have. Over, it's never hardly ever about doctrine. It's about things like carpet color and paint right, color right, and right, stupid right. stuff like well, that. I noticed one pastor, he said uh, they got rid of him because... He moved the organ from one side of the building to the other. <laughs> oh, like we it can't would, have that. It wouldn't work good on the other side. <laughs> can't have that. Well, that's going to do it for this segment of Faith uh, Faith on Fire, and we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, 
Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.